0: Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to talk about the story of food prices. This has been an ongoing concern across the world uh, since the COVID uh, time and throughout as the war intensified in the Black Sea But in South Africa over the past few weeks, we've seen this topic also intensifying and featured in a number of uh, headlines. And of course, there's certain events that have caused this issue in South Africa to dominate the discussion in the recent past. And one of such events was the cabinet economic cluster ministers uh, expressing their concern about the food security issues in South Africa and saying they want to look into this aspect. And that's all good and well and of course we wait to hear what they will say um upon uh, their evaluation and whether there will be any plan that will be put in place but i do think that there's a certain issues that we all have to have uh, an appreciation of when we're talking or looking at the episodes of the food uh, prices over the past uh, few years or so and the first step perhaps to start off is that in south africa at this point food price inflation is decelerating. Uh, We reached higher levels of around about 14.4% in March this year. But if you had to look at the figures for July 2023, it showed that inflation is slowing at around about 10% uh, from 11.1% in the previous month. And of course, the higher levels is the one that I've referred to of about 14.4% that we saw in March this year. There's a number of things that are underpinning this softening in food price inflation in South Africa, but for the recent months, it was primarily bread and cereals, meat, fish, oils and fats, and all of these are crucial products when we're thinking about the low-income households in South Africa. So a slowing of those price inflation for those products is something that is really welcomed. But I also think that we need to understand what has been the key drivers of food price inflation in South Africa and indeed across the world over the past uh, few years. And there's a couple of things here that have been at play and there are two drivers that existed before the COVID-19 pandemic. The first one was a drought in South America, which intensified around 2019-20 production season, leading to lower harvest in Brazil and in Argentina. Now, these countries are very important when we're thinking about the global maize and soybean production, because collectively, they make up roughly 14 percent of global maize production and half of global soybean production so when they felt the impact of drought resulting to a reduction in their harvest um, we saw that coming up in the stocks global stocks of maize and soybean were reduced and of course the subsequent effect of that is the slot is an increase in the prices in the global grain prices that's something that existed before the COVID-19 um, pandemic intensified across the world. And that drought in South America was not in one season, which is the 2019-20 production season. It was prolonged up until the recent season, which is the 2022-23, 20, which on itself was very tough for those guys. It is only now where the weather cycle is changing, where we're talking about and El Nino, which then the El Nino in South America brings typically higher rainfall while in Southern Africa, it will be drought. So those folks experienced a tougher condition and the production was constrained in that area. And that reduction in production ascends upwards pressure on global maize and grain prices in general and the oil seeds. The second issue there was China. China, over the past couple of years, five years or so back, they had a devastating African swine fever, which had a, a huge impact in their pig industry. We saw the numbers of their pig or hog industry reducing significantly. And then since then, they started rebuilding their supplies and rebuilding. And that process of rebuilding, they are herd, their pig herd. It means then that also buying a lot of grain, buying a lot of soybeans to feed that. To an extent that if you think about China today, they take roughly 60% of the global soybean imports. That just shows you how important they are. Now, when they intensified buying grains, that added to that already um, constrained supplies because of the drought in South America. So those were the two factors. China buying a lot of grains, drought in South America. Those were the major issues that were driving up prices just as we head towards that uh, intense COVID-19. And then COVID-19 comes and a number of countries begin to react to it. Some by firstly blocking the exports temporarily. I mean, you can think of India here, Kazakhstan, Vietnam, all important countries when you think about wheat and rice exports, and they temporarily banned export during COVID-19. And as that was happening, shipping costs also intensified, energy prices uh, also increased in the later years. And all of these logistics, weather uh, issues and trade policy actions because of COVID-19 were the key things that sent upward pressure on food prices globally. Now, South Africa, of course, is interlinked to the global market. The prices that you see domestically, they reflect, um, by and large, what you see in the global market. So there is that component of the issues that was happening. And of course, then fast forward to 2022, you get Russia invading Ukraine and further worsening the shocks in the global grain prices. And we have all know about the importance of Russia and Ukraine in the global grains. We've talked about um, how much contribution these countries make as well as their significance in the exports mainly of wheat maize and sunflower so this was an added factor now as the war happens it happens on the backdrop of already some of the pressures that were there in the global grain and oil seeds prices so these are things that have been driving up uh, food prices before anything else um That we've seen over the past few months. But of course, then, as these factors are driving up food prices, uh, you fast forward to July 2022, where there was this grain deal, black sea grain deal that was put in place. Uh, Previous episodes, we discussed the black sea grain deal. You can page on this podcast and then you'll be able to listen to that. When the Black Sea Grain deal came in, in, in effect, it, it did make a, a difference. Because if you were to think about July 2022, up until when it expired and Russia refused to um, to, to, to to renew it uh, around about June this year, you look at that, the prices had already been down by roughly 20% on a year-on-year basis. So there was already a benefit was clear there um, because of this. And of course, secondly, it was also the recovery in the stocks as we expect now that South America will have a good crop in the upcoming season all of those news were baked into the market but the point is the grain deal was important some people complain to say the grain deal uh was sending maize to europe to asia not much was going to poor countries uh but the point is here the movement of the grain it does sends um a, a, a global prices down And through price transmission, all of the countries benefit onto that. They may not have benefited directly from the supplies from the Black Sea, but the changes on the prices of the commodities is the indirect benefit that we are all looking for and that was one of the important considerations that it come in and we saw the global grain uh, uh, if you look for example in fao you'll see that the global uh, food price index was down by the percentage that i was mentioning roughly 20 percent or so in june um this year when you were comparing with the, some sometime a year ago and of course then these are some of the factors that has caused many people to say look agricultural prices are down significantly why aren't we seeing these gains at the retail prices? And I think one couple of things we need to, to appreciate here is that, firstly, when we talk about the FAO Food Price Index, we're largely looking at the prices of the commodities, agricultural commodities, sugar, uh, grains, all seeds, uh, fats and oils, uh, vegetable oils, all of that. But then there is a lag between the farm level as well as the retail level. And it could be anything between three to five months, depending on the product prices that you're talking about. This is a lag of processing distribution, packaging of all of these food products and The second consideration that we have to think about is that there are costs associated with the processing and in the case of South Africa, there are energy costs that are there, there are labor costs. Um there are logistical costs that are related to roads that are not functioning well, and of course, then we have to care about the fuel prices. All of these are costs that, even if there is a certain change in the agricultural commodity prices, we should not expect that at a retail level, we will see the similar change because of these consideration of these costs. If then these costs that are in the value chains were also declining, then you would see a much significant gain at a low, at, at a retail level. But I think that when we're thinking about food prices, we should avoid looking at the raw agricultural products and expect that that's the price change that we will see at a retail level so we have to have an appreciation of some of these things and i must say though that in the south african case food price inflation although it had remained elevated um by the figures that i talked about at 10 percent in july this year it's still far better than what we saw in, in other parts of the world the eu the kenya the u.s brazil The UK, these countries and regions, they saw much faster or higher inflation rates um, in their food products compared to what we saw in South Africa. What we saw in South Africa were actually the retailers absorbing some of the costs and not passing them into the consumers. And this is clear if you consider just about three data points. Uh, Think about 2022. South Africa's uh, food price inflation in 2022 averaged at 9.5%. The PPI for agriculture, which is the producer inflation for agriculture, was at 15%. The producer inflation for food manufacturers was at 12.3%. Yet on a consumer level, it was at 9.5%. This shows you then that the producers um, faced a much higher inflation compared with what they were able to pass on, on on a consumer. And I think part of the story here is that everybody is concerned that the South African consumer is under pressure, high unemployment and a range of other pressures that are, we are facing, and they know that they have to be sensitive in their pricing strategy to the consumers. So this in a sense uh, plays on in a different way than the narrative that has been painted out there that you know the 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 consumer, the consumer, producers are, are, are ripping off the consumer and all of that. And we have to also appreciate the fact that the farmers are price takers and not price makers and the price making sometimes happen in the global level like i was saying and south africa as a small open economy interlinked to the world market we are not insulated then from the pricing shocks that we see in the global market and not really get to be the ones making some of these pricing there are all of those considerations that we need to keep in place and keep in mind and I think the cabinet uh, ministers and other colleagues that are interested in this food aspect, as they do their investigations, writing their reports, these are some considerations that we have to, to, to pay attention to, which is the pricing lags um, from farm level to the retailer as well as the costs associated with distribution, packaging, manufacture, manufacturing of food and all of that energy cost. These are some of the things that we have to appreciate and not make a simple math of seeing a price change at a farm level and think overnight it should be the retail level. But let me stop there, uh, folks. I thought it's important to comment on this uh, issue. There is a proper write up that we will put part of it in the description of this podcast. Um, And some of it, I'll put it in my blog. The link to my blog is in the description of this podcast. It's com. You can also read some of our reports in the organization that I work for, which is www.agbiz.co.za. That's the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa. Thanks for listening, folks.